0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: What's up everybody. This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com wrapping up a brutal February weather wise for the red hot Razorbacks. It was cold in February, but that's behind us now. As we look ahead to March madness, Razorbacks winners of 13 of their last 14 games the recruiting dead period also ends after today. We're going to jump in with Danny West to discuss some of that. And baseball season is in full swing with some mixed reviews, all that and more on Hog Sports Live. Before we get started, of course, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. If you haven't subscribed to the page yet, become one of 85,000 Razorback fans to do so, and uh, also recommend it to somebody else you think might like it. Uh, if you've got a dad or grandpa grandpa or something like that who doesn't know about the show or cousin or uncle or whatever uh, also available on youtube be sure to like the page subscribe there if you haven't already and hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos also available on apple podcast uh, for those of you who have not thrown us a five-star review take a moment right now and throw us a five-star review on apple Podcasts. all of, also available on spotify stitcher anywhere else you think of to find your favorite podcast hogsports is just one dollar right now for your first month <clears throat> jumped in and had a little bit of cough i needed to get out before i get started All right. So much to talk about right now, guys. Obviously, as I mentioned, Arkansas is winners of 13 of their last 14 games. Red hot Razorbacks uh, just knocking off number six Kentucky, then number six Kentucky, 75 73. Really a historic weekend uh, for, I mean, the top six were knocked off. That never happens. Uh, So Arkansas jumped up to number 14 in the latest AP poll. They're also 14 in the top 25 and 1. CBS Sports Bracketology has them as a five seed, which they also call them. Actually, this is 24-7's interpretation. Uh, they call them possibly the most dangerous five seed in the country. Is there a more dangerous five seed? If they're that dangerous, why not make them a normal three seed? It's kind of frustrating to look up there and, like, you see a you know a top ten power rankings and, you know, there's three teams that Arkansas has beaten 3-0, and you know, Kentucky, Tennessee, Auburn, you know, like in the top ten. And, and Arkansas has is 3-0 and against these teams. It, with similar records, you know, and it's not like they're, you know, it's not like Arkansas lost a bunch of others. It, there's some I mean, really important games coming up. We'll we'll get into all that a little bit. I want to say congratulations to JD Note, who is our feature guy over here. If you see in the corner, JD Note for getting SEC Player of the Week honors. I mean, what a showing for JD Note. First of all, uh, as I mentioned in the AP Top 25, Arkansas is 14th. I, th- I think I said that. J.D. Notte dropping 30 points. (laughs) 30 points on him. So they have Arkansas right now. CBS Bracketology has Arkansas going to Philadelphia. Playing Iona. That's a one-seed Baylor in that bracket. The four-seed is Illinois. Texas is in that bracket. Kentucky, Duke, Michigan State. Bring it on. Bring it on anybody for Arkansas. I mean, right now, You'd put them up against anybody, wouldn't you? As I mentioned, CBS also has Arkansas in their 25-1 at number 14. I think they deserve to be higher. Let's see how things finish out. You've got LSU on March 2nd. That's a Wednesday at 8 o'clock in Bud Walton Arena. Arkansas has already locked up one of the top four seeds also, so that's good. So they get the double bye in the SEC tournament. And then Saturday, March 5th, this is a big one at Tennessee. Tennessee isn't, By any stretch push, neither is LSU. I mean, there's some people think that LSU is is really, really good, despite, you know, what their record might be. Um, Tennessee, on the road, it's a checker out. They're doing checker. they got a big arena, and uh, it'll be pretty rowdy. Arkansas obviously beat them earlier. And so, let's see, that was February 19th. Arkansas won 58-48 in a defensive struggle. 11 a.m. game on Saturday. Now, what else to watch for? Let's just look at this schedule real quick. I didn't mean to gloss over J.D. Note, but I had his stats up, and I don't know where I put them, but he's averaging like 26.5 points. I mean, those are huge wins these last two weeks, and he led the way for Arkansas in both of them. I mean, going on the road at Florida, where they haven't won in 14 tries. It's also the team that Arkansas plays the fewest times. So that's a pretty pretty long amount of time for Arkansas not to have won at Florida. They won the first two games since Arkansas entered the SEC, and they've gone 0-14 since until uh, this last win. And it, I thought it was a pretty convincing win as well. So, And then you beat Kentucky uh, in a great environment. Curtis Wilkerson said, he, you know, he's been to all the games this year, went to the Auburn game. He said this one was on a different level as far as the enthusiasm, the loudness. He said it was uncomfortably numb. And there's what he texted us. So, Auburn's 13 and 3 in the conference. Arkansas's 12 and 4. Kentucky's 12 and 4. Tennessee's 12 and 4. The only thing that really matters right now is Arkansas taking care of business, winning these next two games, and then Auburn dropping one of their next two. So, what's Auburn got left? They just lost to Tennessee in Knoxville. Again, it's a tough place to, to play 67 62, and Tennessee almost let it slip away. I mean, they had like a nine point lead. Um, Auburn came back uh, and and I mean ma- really made it a, a scary game I and mean, they're you know yelling overrated and everything and then suddenly it's a you know it's a tight game <laughs> so that just shows you you know Auburn the tough teams to put away in this conference so they've got Mississippi State Starkville eight o'clock so that's going to be played the same time as Arkansas's game uh, against LSU but that's one that you should definitely pay attention to because if 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 Mississippi State can beat them and I think this is the best chance that Auburn has a losing from here on out because it's the last road game for them. The next game is South Carolina. I mean, Mississippi State and South Carolina, I think, are both 8-8. Eight and eight, But the difference, obviously, is that uh, this one is in Starkville uh, at 8 o'clock Wednesday. And then the South Carolina game on Saturday, March 5th, at noon, is um, at Auburn Arena. That's going to be a, a – I mean, a, Auburn's they haven't lost at home this year. Mississippi State, I think, is like only lost two games at home this year. So – it's a tough environment to play in. So that one, I mean, obviously play close attention. It's a chance to win uh, the SEC. Be a one seed in the, in, excuse me, in the SEC tournament. I, I would think that if you win the SEC, no matter what you do in the, in the SEC tournament, to me, how do you make that – how do you put them outside of three seed? <laughs> Just alone, you know. And if they win the SEC tournament, then maybe we're talking two seed. Who knows how things could shake out, but um, – It is a little frustrating. You see Arkansas winning games. They're not moving any spots in the net. You know, two huge games last week, and they don't budge in the net. Doesn't make much sense, does it? All right, Arkansas uh, started the weekend with a win at the Round Rock Classic over Indiana 5-2. Connor Nolan picked up his first win. Six innings of work, struck out ten hitters while allowing just one run on five hits. Caden Wallace was 4-4 in that game with two doubles and a stolen base. Robert Moore drove in Wallace with a pair of RBIs, some of the highlights there. And we're going to have uh, start having Andrew Ellis on. Um, once we get into the baseball season a little bit more, we're going to start having Andrew on. For those of you who don't follow Andrew, you can follow him uh, at Andrew Ellis, I believe, 247. Andrew Ellis, 247 on Twitter. And he's been taking the reins for baseball. We're, we're kicking our baseball coverage up a notch this year. We're going to see how it plays out. All right, then Arkansas um, – had the game postponed on uh, Saturday and then faced played a doubleheader. Number six, Stanford, whipped them pretty good, 5-0. Hagan Smith ran into some adversity on the mound. Allowed three runs on six hits, two walks, and, two, and 2.1 innings of work. And then Arkansas bounced back in the second game play in Louisiana and beat them 6-4. Finished with just six hits, though. Jalen Battles delivered a three-run home run in the eighth, give the Hogs their first lead of the day. Jackson Wiggins recorded a start, six innings, while allowing three runs on three hits. You guys can see why we're going to have Andrew Ellis on. I'm not a baseball expert, I'm just, like, reading what he wrote, you know. Um, But Arkansas baseball off to a bit of a rocky start, not what we would have expected from the number two-ranked team in the country, but – the next 19 games, I mean, you look at it and you're like, well, I mean, individually that you're like, they should win every game. That's not how baseball works necessarily, but I would be surprised if they lost a series heading into uh, the Mississippi State one. Well, not that they're going to lose that. I'm just saying like when you look at the next 19 games. Let's see. Yeah, and that includes a series against Kentucky and Fayetteville, Missouri and Columbia. And then April first, historic day for the Razorbacks. Start Mississippi State series in Fayetteville. All right, we're going to flip over to Danny West now. Where's my Danny West graphic? There you are, Danny. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? All right. For those of you who don't follow Danny, you can follow him at Danny West two four seven on Twitter. Does a fantastic job. And as I mentioned, recruiting is really—I mean, it never stops anymore. But like, it's about to really go to another level just because the dead period is ending and there's going to be visitors come in. They've got you know prospect days hey, scheduled. Buddy. Hey, Danny, how you doing, man? I'm just letting everybody know Good. that. Uh, You've had a nice long break because recruiting there's all these break-up periods yeah. where you don't have to do anything and you know it's about yeah. to start getting busy isn't it
0: <laughs> yeah i don't even know why you paid me for this month yeah it was uh it was pretty slow no it's yeah it's about to pick up man uh march 5th of course this saturday will be the first weekend back on campus for these guys and of course it's it's all about the official visitor so far right everybody i'm sure all your comments are, are about that guy and, Uh, Rightfully so. Big time Georgia Tech transfer. This guy has quickly become one of the hottest commodities in the transfer portal. So Jordan Dominic will be here on Friday to start his official visit. A lot of competition there for a defensive end. You know, it's um, I didn't even give you a chance to ask me whatever you wanted to talk about. I just kind of jumped into yeah. it here. But, no, we were going to um, jump
1: right into that. I mean, this guy, he entered the portal and then quickly picked up offers from Nebraska, Michigan State, Kansas, Auburn, mm-hmm. UCF, Indiana, Penn State, Iowa State, and others. Uh, so he's, he's definitely one of the most wanted. As we kind of look into like the second wave of transfers that are coming up here, it's always so hot and heavy in December, uh, in January, early January at least, and then it just really cools off because – Everybody's trying to get in for that. You know, if you're planning on enrolling early for it to go through spring ball, and then there's a second wave that's, right. uh, that's coming up here, and this is this is where we're seeing Jordan dominate.
0: That's right, March first. Uh, so tomorrow actually marks the first day that that these transfer portal guys can officially visit schools, and and he's uh, given Arkansas the first visit. I actually talked to Jordan uh, via text this morning. He told me he doesn't have anything else set up currently, but I would say pump the brakes on that. It sounded to me like he's in the process of, of maybe setting up a few more and, mm-hmm. and you know, he, he's got time to do that. He's right. got all the rest of spring. And so I don't see it as, as one of the types that we saw with Jaden Hazelwood or Lanton. um, uh, I just noticed I called him Landon Rogers in my story. What an idiot! <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Landon Jackson, of all course, right. Dwight McLeathern, uh Latavius Brenny, they were all really quick, mm. really quick turnarounds. You know, it seemed like Arkansas offered them, got them on campus, and boom, committed. Don't see that one playing out this way. It could surprise me, but you know, if they blow him away, he's—he's he's really a, Obviously, he's from Georgia Tech. He's—he's he's big on academics. He's. He's interested in what they've got to offer in terms of physical therapy. Um, I think that's what he wants to get into. So if they blow him away, uh, I mean, I guess it's possible, but probably going to be a guy that takes his his visits and, mm-hmm. and takes his time a little bit. But, Trey, they got to have – you know, they could use this guy. I mean, I, I did the research on it over the weekend, and first of all, they lost 64% of their sack production last season. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they were already – yeah, they, it wasn't a lot in the first place matter of fact over the last five years they've averaged a finish of 12th in mm-hmm. the SEC in sacks I mean it's been down for a while they could use a uh, an explosive type guy to get them back up there and, and he certainly seems to fit the bill so uh, interesting that he has two years left too I, mm-hmm. that's always notable I like the ones that, that have two years left and uh, he graduated already from Georgia Tech so A lot to like about this
1: dude. Mm -hmm. Um, So, what's interesting about this period coming up with with the second wave of transfer portals, like you mentioned Hazelwood and Jackson and those guys, I mean, it's a small window for them if they want to get enrolled early, you know, because uh, obviously, you know, you want to get enrolled before classes start. And so, it's a tighter window. So, you see more, hey, don't let him get off campus type of things, you know. Don't let him – Don't let him – um, this guy, obviously it, you know, we're talking about March here. Uh, you've got months left. You got a lot. I mean, you got the whole summer. He could technically wait. So there's on, right. his, on his side, he's got plenty of time to choose. However, you also have to know as a recruit that most of the programs right now are really limited in available scholarships, mm-hmm. you know? So at the same time, you know, there's the aspect of, well, do I want to lose a spot here? Is this where yep. I want to be? Do I want to lose a spot? And then, at the same time, there's always the workaround to uh, blue shirt. But that means you can't take any visits. So he would he would knock out any chances of him blue shirting at Arkansas by this visit that he's about to take. Uh, but at other schools, you know, you could always blue shirt and then count ahead to next year's class. For those of you who don't know what blue shirting means, it just means that you don't take a visit. The coaches don't visit you. You agree to be, like, unrecruited. Then you can roll and then go on scholarship and count ahead to the future class. And you can basically do that. You can count ahead forever, you know. Basically, yeah. So um, it's kind of like a credit card. But um, anyway, so that's that's kind of how this dynamic works out right now. Anybody else um, jumping out as far as uh, as far as transfer? I mean, obviously we know that they could use some help here and there, especially on the yeah. interior.
0: I think the interior, you hit on it there. I have yet to see, and I'm just being honest with you because I look at it just about every day, and I've yet to see a, a perfect match. Now, there's a lot of big dudes. And we know, like, Sam Pittman likes big bodies, but he likes big bodies of work, too. Mm. He wants to see some guys that have film, played college football, had success. And a lot of these guys, Trey, are, are young. You know, they got plenty of size and athleticism. Some of them, I, I, was even actually surprised that Arkansas maybe didn't go after. But without the body of work, I understand it. They've got to have somebody in the interior that brings some experience. You know, Mm -hmm. you're probably not going to find a 6'6", 325 John Ridgway this year. Those are hard to come by. But can you go get a plugger, you know, or somebody who's a little more explosive, creates havoc in the backfield as opposed to just standing guys up and letting the linebackers run around? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, there's some benefit if they can find an explosive-type guy um, at both positions. Defensive end, I think they've got six scholarship guys right now. And at defensive tackles, six scholarship guys. Relatively low numbers at, at both spots there, in my opinion.
1: They do have – I mean, I, I feel like they're in okay shape, though. I mean, when you talk about okay some shape, of the guys. Yeah, yeah I mean, obviously you don't want to be in great shape on the defensive line. But, I mean, mm-hmm. Isaiah Nichols is a senior, redshirt senior. He's been, you know – at Arkansas a long time he's been a contributor started seven games in 2020 and then you've got uh, you know Torian Carter who's helped a lot a lot of people think that Cameron Ball's a guy to watch that might be you know maybe leapfrogs some players for for some more yep. playing time so I mean they, they've got to, and you know they're running that three-man front but they'd love to have the versatility of being able to run a four-man front more often too and that's yep. going to come through addressing it in the transfer portal so Danny it was kind of a quiet week when you look at uh, the offers that were shelled out this past week it was pretty busy the week before you know noted that you know like a dozen offers had been shelled out and, and kind of half of that uh this past week
0: yeah really only five um high school targets were offered all in the 2024 class so they're getting ahead again of me anyway but cj heard um he was notable in my opinion because it was a re-offer uh, atlanta georgia woodward academy 2024 safety cj heard he was initially offered um I forget when, but sometime this past year, uh, he blew up. About this time a year ago, he blew up. Sam Carter offered him. Obviously, Dominique Bowman now on campus uh, with the Razorbacks, he went in and reoffered. So I know that one stood out to uh, CJ. He's he's the type that just he's kind of just stayed in touch with me mm-hmm. for a year now. So I, I think there is some interest there. Six foot, two hundred pounds, but uh, a few other safeties: Kinsley, Faustin, 2024 safety out of naples florida uh, jalen hayward out of rockledge uh, florida home of raheem sanders rocket right so uh they've actually got one of rocket's teammates coming up this weekend bryce lovett 2023 offensive lineman so a lot of rockledge flavor as a blade, and i think that's a good problem but uh hayward is a 511 180 safety florida state iowa state mississippi state he's got a Impressive early list already. And then Colin Fox is a 2024 tight end. A lot of talk about Dowell Loggins last week, was there not? There yeah, it was. With the Kentucky job. So I thought that was notable over the weekend. Uh, Colin Fox, 2024 tight end out of Loganville, Grayson High School. Just a uh, talent-producing machine down there. 6'5", 215 offers from just about everybody so far. Big-time kid.
1: So hold on. I'm just getting my crystal ball pick in for C.J. Yeah, Heard yeah, cool. here.
0: Yep, go ahead and throw so, that one in there. So
1: my experience, it's <laughs> kind of an inside joke, but my experience, like when Danny's like, hey, this kid's, you know, he's he's doing a great job keeping me updated, you know, this, uh, he seems to like me a lot or something, and I'm like, okay, that's a, if they like Danny, then, you know, and they keep in touch with him pretty good because there's so many recruiting writers that come after him, I'm always like, okay, this guy's, Arkansas's got a real good shot with this guy. Not doesn't always mean all of them because sometimes, you know, some guys are hard to read, but uh, usually if they, if you get along with them well, then uh, that's kind of seems to like be a.
0: Yeah, I've seen that a few times. Yeah, I, I would say Sam Pittman probably owes me some money at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Not
1: that you're involved in the recruiting process <laughs> no, of these I do guys not recruit
0: them. or anything, but, but, but there you does know. seem to be that coincidence. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of them like that, it yeah. seems. But uh, maybe it, there's going to be a lot of competition for yeah. the CJ Hurd, though. Like I mean, if, a, if awesome a
1: guy stuff. comes in, on campus to visit and stuff, and, <laughs> and you can't get a hold of him or anything, he's not interested in con- and letting you know anything, then <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, this guy's he not coming. He ain't yeah. coming. Yeah. So, Arkansas. Currently has the number two ranked recruiting class in the entire country right now. I think last time I looked what? it was three. Yeah, so they moved up a little bit, or somebody somebody lost a commitment or something like that. I guess there was some reshuffling with the rankings and stuff, so uh, maybe that's what affected it. Well, oh,
0: I but, uh, think I think Georgia lost somebody. I think they sorry. were at eight. Total commitments, and I see seven now. So yeah, Yeah. so just passing the defending national champ like it's nothing. Yeah, you know, (laughs) to give people (laughs) an idea, right? They're going
1: to end up. It's definitely notable because they've never been where they are right now. And what's crazy too is football recruiting is ranked number two nationally, and basketball recruiting is ranked number two nationally. I mean, unheard of. What
0: did what did baseball get?
1: Baseball's fifth last I saw. So three top fives.
0: He's he's got to get better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's got to keep up. <laughs>
1: exactly. To give you an idea yeah. of how early it is, though, right now, Alabama is 22nd in recruiting with just two commitments.
0: So Yeah, there's a lot a lot to play out there. But I uh, do want to mention real quick before I hop off, Trey, but uh, obviously March 5th I talked about the grad mm-hmm. transfer coming in, but don't want to just skip over these guys. They've got some good ones coming in for Prospect Day, the fourth Prospect Day of the offseason this weekend. I mentioned Bryce Lovett, big-time offensive lineman. Out of Rockledge, Florida, but also want to mention another Flor- Floridian, Trayon Webb. Mm-hmm. He's a 2023 four star running back coming out of Trinity Christian in Jacksonville, Florida. He's going to be up here. Uh, everybody can go check out the rest of the list on Hog Sports, and we'll be adding to that throughout the week. But uh, Trayon Webb, 6'1205, he's number 109 in the country. He's already picked up some crystal balls to Georgia, Oklahoma seems to be a little bit of a uh, an unclear situation on the crystal ball so far but mm. a lot of big time offers this dude is as good as anybody so he's a headliner this week
1: all right danny appreciate you hopping on man yeah man we'll right. see you all right everybody that's danny west again follow him at danny west 247 most of his content is vip so you'll need a vip subscription uh to read what danny has to say all right where are we going now? Let's talk a little bit about what's going on up, um, upcoming with Razorback. Football, there's some uh, important days that have just recently, recently been released. Uh, SEC media days. So Arkansas is going on the second to last day. So they're going on Wednesday. Unfortunately, they're not going – on the same days of any of their opponents. It's uh, Florida and Billy Napier, Georgia and Kirby Smart, Kentucky and Mark Stoops on Wednesday, July 20th. So, Monday, July 18th is LSU, Ole Miss, and Missouri. Tuesday, July 19th, Alabama, Mississippi State, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. Wednesday, I mentioned Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky. And then Thursday, July 21st, Auburn, Tennessee, and Texas A&M. It's not in Birmingham this year. Usually it is, I think, like, 18 of the last 19 years it's been in Birmingham. Um, But the other year it was in Atlanta, and that's where it is again at the Omni um, Hotel College Football Hall of Fame. So Wednesday, July 20th, Sam Pittman. And last year they only had two players. I'm hoping they'll go back to three players this year. It's always a fun event. Uh, Spring football starting up on March 13th. That's a Sunday. It's a little bit of a different schedule than what you might expect. Okay, so the, they'll go the 13th, which is a Sunday, the 15th, and the 16th. So that's Tuesday, Wednesday before the break. So they'll hold back-to-back days. Um, they'll have a light like walk-through on Thursday, and then they'll send them off for spring break. Okay, so they'll get three practices at the end of the 15 that they're allowed. If you do the math, then you run into April 16th, and you say, hey, that's only 12 practices, if it's based on the schedule they've had before, which I've told it is. So that's going to be when they come back from spring break every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, Okay. So that's going to get them to April 16th, which is the open practice. It's not the red-white game, which I think is the first time in almost 50 years. 50 years? 1972, I think it's the first one. So uh, they're calling it an open practice. They'll have, like, Hogfest at 8 a.m. Before that, the game will start, or the practice, I should say, will start at 11. At the end of the practice, they'll do a scrimmage. Not going to be, like, in red jerseys, white jersey game uniforms or anything like that. They're just holding a scrimmage. Okay, so they'll uh, they'll have the open practice on the 16th and then the 19th, 21st and 23rd, they'll hold the remaining three practices. So a little bit different than we've seen in the past few years where usually the red white game is either the last practice or the second to last. Sometimes they'll they'll hold one after the red white just to correct some things. So that's where things stand right now with football upcoming. It's right around the corner. I mean, we're two weeks away. Less than two weeks away from the start of spring football. So, exciting times. Okay. Y'all don't want to hear about the college football playoff odds. I mean, there's nobody I would bet here aside from, you know, the teams that really aren't worth putting money on. I mean, it's plus, plus 600 for Ohio State, plus 250 for Georgia, plus 200 for Alabama. Clemson is plus twelve hundred. Those are those are regulars. All right, we're going to get into some questions now. I hope those have built up. Before we do that, one more time. Before I tell you all the ways to watch and listen to everything, I'm not going to go over it all again. Okay, you know there's Facebook, you know there's YouTube, all that. But uh, Apple Podcasts. We've had in the last like couple months, we've had one person rate the show. We have we we're stuck at six hundred eighty eight reviews and. We have 689 since, like, football season ended. So only one person. I want to read my the best one that we've had so far. So if you've got something creative you want to post on your five-star review, then I'll read it on air. This is from Tad Manger. Tad Manger. It's hard to read. <laughs> there once was a podcast with Trey for everyone, including your bae, about a team with such might, causing tremble and, in fi- and fright, that's right, it's the hogs of today. He collabed with his pals, there were three, that's Curtis, Keith, and Danny. They outlined it all of each triumphant hog call, and the D that stood tall with Barry. Now subscribe to this podcast, you must. Give Trey and his team your trust. They don't ref the games, those officials to blame. Get all of your hog news here discussed. Pretty good little poem there from a guy's name, oh, I can't read Tad Maharanger M- M- Maharanger <laughs> All right, we're going to turn to your questions now. But leave us that five-star review. It really does help. It helps put more eyeballs in front, and uh, that's certainly what we're after here. All right, where are we at? Questions? Here we go. Randall Files says, "Does Danny have any insight on Jordan Dominic? As former, we just talked about that as former coaches at Michigan State. Do you think he will follow him there? We just talked about that a little bit. I don't know that he addressed the Michigan State. I do know that he addressed Michigan State in his article that he read, and I believe uh, that he wrote that. It, I believe it's a free article on Hog Sports. Most of his content is VIP though. But if you want information from Danny West, you can get it any time. Just subscribe to Hog Sports at one dollar for your first month. Love me some B ball Razorbacks number 10. And number one, oh, Jalen Williams and J.D. Note. Zach Birchfield says, it's crazy how much our December is still impacting the ranks. I know. I mean, it's like the last 14 games don't really matter that much. It's the games against Hofstra and Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt's a quad two loss now. Uh, it, it, it blows me away, really, to how much emphasis has been put on that when Arkansas was still very experimental. I mean, anybody can should be able to look at this team and say, you know, well – it's a completely different starting lineup. They brought in so many new players. Maybe it took them a little time to gel, but we're going to punish them for it for how things started at the beginning of the season. doesn't make any sense, really. Hopefully, it'll bear out when, the, uh, when everything finally shakes out. I mean, if Ar- Arkansas's answers just keep winning and shut everybody up because they're not getting the respect they deserve. I mean, everybody was like, right now, like I ran an article that was written by one of our national guys, and it, you know, it caused Arkansas um, losing to Kentucky as a, a, this big upset. They were two-and-a-half-point favorites. It's just everybody's mindset. Zach Birchfield says, it's crazy how much our December is still in the ring. There it is. Uh, we already read that. Marcus Brown says, what's up, Trey? Can you ask Danny about Martavius Thomas out of Camden? Again, I would suggest anybody sign up at Sports $1 right now. This is an incredible time to sign up, okay, because you've got March Madness, and we'll have Curtis on location at all the games, all the games in March coming up. Um, I should say, he's not going to Tennessee, but the tournament games, SEC tournament, NCAA tournament. Uh, you got spring football. You've got the recruiting dead period lifting finally after four weeks. I mean, and baseball. So a lot, a lot going on right now. It's a good time to be a member. And if you ever feel like you want to ask something, you know, we have Danny on here for what, 10, 10 minutes, real quick. If you ever want to, you know, just have him at your disposal, then sign up. Jacob Botwinick says, I was thinking when J.D. was going off how proud Kobe would be if he saw it. I mean, he did it. He gave it to them every single way they wanted it. He flushed one. Uh, He was shooting floaters, pull-up jumpers, deep threes. I mean, acrobatic moves, assists, making the pass before the assist. I mean – He's second-leading scorer in the SEC right now. I'm not sure. It's 19-point-something behind Scottie Pippen Jr. He's also tied for first in steals with 2.2 steals per game. Um, I love, well, this is what Curtis said. So, Curtis texts me says, hey, I'm putting together a shell. That's what we call, like, when we pre-write a story just to kind of get it ready in case something big happens. We, we always have shells ready to go, tons of them. Um, he's like, I'm getting a, together a shell ready in case J.D. is named SEC Player of the Week. And then he said, even if he isn't named SEC Player of the Week, I might just still run it because he deserved it. I mean, he was instrumental in Arkansas's last two wins and um, put up huge numbers in the process. So he was also named Andy Katz in NCAA March Madness uh, National Player of the Week and deserving and Curtis is right, too. He's an All-American. He's been saying, you know, over and over again that J.D. Note is an All-American. I heard one national guy say, you know, talking about third-team type All-American something. I mean, why Why is he third-team? I mean, basically, though, if Arkansas just keeps winning and takes care of business and makes a nice deep run in the NCAA tournament, I mean, everybody will get highly recognized for it. So, Jay Will, the walking double-double, he has been. Jalen Williams, I mean, he's second. I think he's like 9.7 rebounds per game. So, he's almost averaging a double-double right now. It's very close. By the way, if you hear any hammering, the neighbors are redoing – they're putting their new roof on. It's not my – I recommended my roofer, but they weren't interested in expert razorback analysis. They just wanted a roof on their house. So, it's not my roofer next door. But if you hear any hammering, that's what it is. I guess they're on lunch break. It's a late lunch, 117. Time to get back to work. We appreciate them holding off a little bit longer though. Uh, I tried to squeeze it in during the lunch, so hopefully they would not know it wouldn't be hammering. Uh Isaac Riley, how do you think we will fare with the rest of the basketball season? Do you think we're in good spot with recruiting for football? So it could be awesome content train, Danny. Well, the rest of basketball, you've got, as I mentioned, Tennessee uh, to round things out, and then LSU before that and Bud Walton. So, those are both winnable games. They beat LSU on the road before. I mean, it's eventually, like, you don't want to say, like, eventually they're going to lose, but you would think at some point, whether it's SEC tournament, NCAA tournament, I mean – I don't want to say like you're expecting that because they've been playing so well, so dominant. I mean, they, the one loss out of the four, last 14 games is a one-point loss on the road at Alabama. That's it. That's so impressive what they have done. I mean, I I kind of think that, you know, coming off the momentum that they had against Auburn, if they had won that game that Saturday against Alabama, they might have really vaulted ahead. And maybe we'd be talking about them being in the top ten right now just because of, you know, the perception of everything. Um, but instead, they went one and one that week after losing that or after winning that big Auburn game. But yeah, they got a shot to beat anybody that they play against. Anybody that they play, they have a shot to beat them. You know, if you get JD Notae playing the way he was this past couple weeks, and I mean, really most throughout the season how he's played. Uh, but if you get him playing the way he played these last two games, and then Jalen Williams being Jalen Williams, and I thought in the game also against Kentucky, I mean, Jalen was clearly gassed when he came out. OK, um, I mean, he was clearly gassed. And then you've got Kamani Johnson who comes in for like four minutes and gives him four great minutes. I mean, doesn't do anything spectacular, but doesn't give up a lot. And it allows Jalen Williams to sit and rest, get healthy. And then Jalen Williams came in and absolutely dominated the final stretch of that game. Dominated it. They don't win the game if Jalen Williams doesn't come back refreshed like he does. And that's part, uh, thanks to Kamani Johnson, the minutes that he gave in there. So, this basketball team. It's interesting. We've had some people like bump some old message board threads where people like, you know, January 5th and people are like, season's over. This is done. I want to see more of this. And might as well just do this now. Because it's over. You just you can't doubt this guy. You cannot doubt what Eric Musselman puts together and all the credit in the world to the players, obviously. But this is a team that he assembled. Who wanted JD Note out of Jacksonville? When J.D. Note was transferring in, it was just like what are they doing with this? Why do they need another guard? Like, why, you know, they need a 6 2 guard now? I mean, everybody was like, who is this guy? Musselman knew who he was because he recruited him at Nevada. I remember when I interviewed JD Note, the first interview I did with him, and I'm just like, I mean, is this guy just going to be, you know, somebody who's forgotten? I interviewed him and then Abiyami Iola right after that. And Iola, you know, obviously had the knee injury, the ACL, and then. You know, ended up transferring out. I think he played a little bit at Arkansas, maybe like one game. But, I mean, I kind of put those two guys in the same category. Who are these guys? What are they really going to do here? Are these just kind of just like bodies that they're bringing in? Just shows, you know, you cannot doubt Eric Musselman. He knows how to put a team together. And sometimes it takes a little time to work it out, work out the kinks. I mean, even with, like, you know, Mason Jones that year, um, Musselman's first year, where anybody thinking that Mason Jones was going to come in and – You know, be a first-team All-SEC performer? Anybody thinking that? It evolved. It became something. They figured it out. So, I wouldn't bet against Arkansas, against anybody they had to play in the country for basketball. And I do think it's interesting when you see all this stuff, it's like Arkansas, uh, the most dangerous five-seed in the tournament. If they're so dangerous, maybe they're a three-seed. If everybody feels like this is a dangerous five-seed, maybe they're a three. I'm just saying. It seems like everybody else gets a little bit of leeway. I mean, Auburn has kind of sputtered here, but they're still hanging up there at the top ten-ish. I, I don't even know where – I don't, I don't remember where Auburn was, but still. You know how people, you know, hold certain teams. Even though they lose, they're just like, well. But Arkansas, I guarantee you if Arkansas loses one of these next couple games this week, just a huge slide. Arkansas still has a chance to win the SEC West, and if they do that – I, it would be a absolute travesty, no matter what they do in the SEC tournament, if they're not a three seed. How can you take a team in the SEC that wins the SEC and and still put blame on them for having some roster issues and not figuring some things out during a rough stretch earlier in the year against Texas A&M, Vanderbilt, Hofstra, when they've done what they've done these last several games? Football recruiting is in a good spot. They've got nine commitments, and they've never had that many at this time. They've never been ranked where they are right now. Not that they're going to stay second. They're not. Don't get your hopes up for second. But, hey, look at that 15 mark. That's a good guideline to look at. 15. Can they get in the top 15 nationally in recruiting? This is the first time that they've had to recruit off of a top 25 team, after off of a winning record in years first time they've been able to recruit off a winning record. And, like, really that 2017 season, you know, they recruited off a winning record from 16, but then Bealem was fired and saw a whole start over. So that didn't even hardly count. You know, really, like 2015 is the last time they were able to recruit uh, off a winning record. Stephen Brimley says, I'm really looking forward to see what A.B. Anthony Black does. That's a big guy to watch. Um, bringing him in will put us at a potential championship preseason favorite, especially if Williams comes back. If Jalen Williams comes back and they get Anthony Black also, I mean, watch out. Don't let's don't get ahead of ourselves though. I mean, next year looks pretty nice. Jalen Williams is playing so well, you kind of get a little worried. But let's enjoy this moment. Like enjoy every step you take up the stairs, every breath. Look around, take in your surroundings. Slow down time a little bit. That's how you slow down time. You take into account everything that's going on and you enjoy what's happening right now. Because it always hadn't been like this. I mean, basketball was, I don't, don't want to say they were mediocre, but they were above average. Where I would classify them, the Mike Anderson era at Arkansas. Uh, And I was going back and looking at some of the old teams, old records, and stuff over the week, just kind of gaining an appreciation for where Arkansas is right now. And football, I don't even want to bring it up. We know where football was before Sam Pittman came. Baseball has been the one thing, you know, kind of guiding light we can all look to and say, like, "Ah, okay. And then baseball, you know, not off to the great start that I think a lot of people expected, but. It's the same thing as Eric Musselman and Dave Van Horn. Dave Van Horn is going to get it straightened out. You know, it's going to happen. Everybody have some perspective on where you've been, okay? And appreciate the good times like this. Don't look for all these reasons to pick apart, well, they didn't do this, or, you know. Appreciate where they are right now. David Hoofman says, have you ever seen so much buzz and excitement surround all programs, not anywhere in the country? Nope, and nobody in the country has what Arkansas has going on. And, again, I know we talked about this last week, but, um, you know, we're not talking about Arkansas did not have, like, a bunch of championship trophies, but they are competitive in every single sport, you know, especially I'm talking about the three money sports, baseball, football, basketball. I mean, the recruiting classes are all top five right now two in basketball and baseball or two in basketball and football and five in baseball uh, and they're all what top ten i haven't seen what any baseball rankings lately but you know they're all top 25 programs right now football coming off a top 25 season basketball in it baseball in it Dustin Hooven says Jalen Williams was sick and still handled his own. Yep, he was. I forgot to mention that. Uh, I believe – I think he said he threw up at halftime. Zach Williams had the – Zach Williams says he had the toughest assignment last game. with. Yeah, he's had a tough one. Uh, I mean, the Florida dude, I forget his name, Castle – I forget his name. But anyway, I mean, he's a good player. He put up – I mean – Everybody struggled against him. You know, Kamani even had a hard time against him, but I, I thought Jalen played pretty well against him. But, um, I mean, yeah, he's had some tough matchups and has, has really played well. It's been really fun to watch Jalen Williams come from, you know, we watched him take steps last year. And then this year, from where he started to where he is right now, he just seems like such a, mu- a mature player, just a guy you can always count on to be there. Stephen Brimley says, we got we get uh, to a three-seed if we win out and get to the SEC tournament. Why is your icon covering up? There it goes. Laura Gillen-Burnett says, that's exactly correct. Tyler Tober says, is this the greatest position Arkansas as an athletic program has ever been? I mean, in the three sports right now, maybe so. Um, I mean, even when like basketball was at its peak in the '90s, football was not very good. Now maybe, maybe there were some times in the late '80s, maybe early, early '90s. No, no. I mean, this is the best. It's maybe the best as it's been. You know, my the time that I've covered Arkansas when you're talking about all three sports, nine-win football team in the SEC, number 14th-ranked team uh, in basketball. Um, and I haven't seen the latest rankings on baseball, but they're going to be fine. <laughs> I mean, and they were number two. So, All right, everybody. I want to thank Danny West for joining us. It's kind of weird on this show. Like, I usually get into a groove, you know, because we do it two times a week, and we'll pick that up again once uh, football starts back, um, spring football. But it's kind of hard to get back into a full groove on this show, it seems like because so I don't know where I'm going, you know, it's usually just kind of second nature when I do it a little bit more often. But anyway, thanks to Danny West for joining us. Appreciate all you and your questions for joining the show also. And uh, we'll be back with you guys later in the week. Curtis Wilkerson will be with you guys on Thursday. Excuse me, we'll be back with you next week. But Curtis Wilkerson will be back with you guys on Thursday for Hog Hoops Live. And uh, that's a big one. It's an important game for Arkansas. So, two important games. Go watch that Auburn game also, or flip back and forth, or – I don't know. Just pay attention to it because uh, that could determine Arkansas's destiny as well. All right, everybody, thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Bitty with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.